Holly and Dan originally planned a Saturday wedding, but because of the pandemic, they postponed it to the following year and moved it to Sunday. They also had lots of ideas of how to personalize their day, but wanted to help putting it all together. Whether you're planning a wedding for 2022 and feel like you're nearing the finish line, or you're just getting started with your wedding planning, you're going to get a lot of amazing ideas how to make your wedding memorable and unique to both of you after listening to my conversation with Holly and Dan. For the show notes of today's episode, visit verveventco.com forward slash 55. Again, that's verveventco.com forward slash 55. And trust me, you're going to want to see these show notes because their wedding was absolutely gorgeous, but also so much fun. So without further ado, let's get on to our last interview with a real couple as we wrap up the month of love. Listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verb Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Hey guys, it's Desiree. Before we get to today's episode, I wanted to first give a shout out to our sponsors. The first is our own wedding planning template shop. Regardless of where you are in your wedding planning journey, this shop has tons of resources I created specifically for you based on a lot of the tools I use with my own clients. My most popular items these days is the ultimate wedding planning checklist for couples, no surprise there, and the wedding mood board template. The checklist is a game changer when it comes to knowing what to do and when in your wedding planning journey. And for all my decor-obsessed couples and fellow wedding pros, the wedding mood board template turns that messy Pinterest board into a cohesive and organized decor roadmap for your day. You can pick up these products and more in the wedding planning template shop at shop.verveventco.com. Again, that's shop.verveventco.com. And don't forget to use my special podcast discount code, which is podcast10 during checkout. Again, use the code podcast10 at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. The second sponsor of our podcast is The Planner's Playbook. I have been in the wedding industry for almost five years and have been planning and executing events for over 15 years, and I am constantly learning and still trying to level up my game. Candice Coppola, who is the master behind The Planner's Playbook, is also my business mentor, and she has put together an incredible coaching program called The Planner's Playbook. Now, if you want to fast track your wedding planning career, this is your secret weapon to planning, designing, and coordinating magazine-worthy weddings. Seriously. It's designed for wedding planners who are five years or fewer into their business, and it will give you all the training and support you need for a multitude of things, including simplifying your planning process so you have a clear picture of how to work with your clients on any occasion or budget. It will also help boost your productivity with solid systems and processes that make wedding planning easy. I am a spreadsheet queen and Candace's spreadsheets are the bomb.com. So amazing. Every month you will receive a new playbook straight to your inbox and it will be filled with tangible and tactile advice on everything from how to plan a attended wedding to preparing client budgets, mapping out your client journey, 
all of the things. And the last playbook was over 70 pages of amazing information, and I'm still going through it. How can you say no to this? Also, the doors to the planner's playbook open only four times a year, but you can ditch the wait list and join anytime by visiting my unique sponsor link. Imagine all of the things you could accomplish if you had the right resources and support to guide you. So if you want to learn more about the planner's playbook, head to verveventco.com forward slash planner's playbook. Again, you can skip the wait list and get instant access with my unique link by visiting verveventco.com forward slash planner's playbook. Now, the last sponsor of our podcast is Lovestream. I have used Lovestream with my weddings and my couples are so happy with it. Not to mention they have excellent customer service, which is huge for me. Now, even though we all thought we would be getting back to a quote unquote normal wedding, luckily Lovestream is a one-way, high-definition, high-quality way to stream your wedding and Help your guests feel like they're still a part of the audience at your wedding, even though they're sitting on their own couch at home. Your guests click on your personal URL and they're able to watch without logging in, downloading an app, or messing with their microphone settings. Seriously, how many times have you been in a Zoom meeting and someone forgot to mute themselves? Imagine if that happened at your wedding. True story. Now, if you are planning a destination wedding, they also offer all-inclusive live streaming destination wedding packages. I really like Lovestream because the platform is so easy to use for any size wedding. But what I love best about the company is their excellent customer service, which starts right when you visit their site and their live chat feature lets you ask questions before and after you book with them. Seriously, it's so amazing. Now, to get 10% off any Lovestream package, visit verveventco.com forward slash love stream and enter the code ask 10 for 10% off. Again, that's verveventco.com forward slash love stream and use our code ask 10 for 10% off any love stream virtual wedding package. Thank you again to all of our sponsors and to you, our listeners. Without you, we wouldn't be able to have this show. I couldn't make all this free content without your support. So thank you so much for listening, subscribing, supporting our sponsors, and supporting the show. And now, on to today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Ask the Planner. Today we're talking to our last couple, not least for sure, but this couple I worked with for two whole years because they postponed their wedding from 20 to 2021. And we're going to get into that more later, but they're one of my favorite couples for so many reasons. But really why I wanted to bring them on here is because, you know, they they trusted me with their wedding through an entire pandemic which we'll get into. And then of course the design, which you all will see in the show notes. But what I love so much about their day was they really leaned into what makes them unique and different to truly personalize their day. And I think a lot of couples struggle with how do we make our day feel special or unique to us and different. And I think Holly and Dan did a really amazing job of leaning into what makes them unique as people and their relationship. And I think that really came through in their wedding and how they celebrated with their loved ones. So without further ado, let's get to today's guests. Please help me welcome Holly and Dan Felvin to the show. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I can't wait to chat and catch up. Hi, Desiree. Hi, Desiree. Nice to see you. After I know. It's nice to see you. <laughs> 
We miss you. I know. I miss you guys too. It's so just nice to see your faces. Okay. So I love starting each episode by getting to know our guests before we dive into the interview. So can you share with our listeners a little bit more about how you both met, where you're from, and maybe where you guys are both now? Yeah, for sure. So Dan and I met back in 2017. I was living in Chicago at the time. He was in Brooklyn, which is where we are now. And we actually met um, on a 4th of July weekend through mutual friends, his college friends, my friends from Chicago. um, And they were jokingly excited about hooking us up. And then when it really worked and we hit it off, they were pretty surprised. But we were happy to have those mutual friends. and, And now we're in Brooklyn. Um, We split our time between an apartment in Brooklyn. And then during the pandemic, in addition to getting married, we bought a house upstate. So we spend our weekends up there, which was kind of our our second pandemic project beside the wedding. Oh, my gosh. I love it. And I love that you guys have mutual friends, which I think makes it um, a lot more exciting and easier to come together as a couple. But then I love that they set you up and then it actually worked. (laughs) Because I'm pretty surprised. <laughs> that's amazing. More, more than just it working, Kristen, who was our mutual connection, uh, getting us together to meet, uh, is the person who we chose to officiate our wedding. So she really, uh, in many more ways than one, brought us together. Oh, I know. She did such a great job at your ceremony. Um, okay, so let's start near the beginning, fast forwarding a little bit. So Dan proposed to Holly. I think in one of the most sweetest and grandest gestures for a proposal that I've ever heard. Um, And Dan, you don't have to go into the whole thing, but if you don't mind, can you share with our listeners a little bit about how you put your plans together and what you did when you proposed to Holly? Because I think think people would just love to hear this story. It's just so Mm -hmm. fun. I proposed to Holly. Uh, We rented a home upstate for the weekend. I proposed to Holly after playing a full board game. Monopoly. Uh, Monopoly. Very long game of Monopoly. (laughs) Uh, And the whole time with the ring burning in my pocket. Uh, I proposed to her. uh, I was so lucky and happy that she said yes. Um, Our first part of the weekend was drinking champagne uh, and celebrating just the two of us, totally alone uh, in a big open field. Um, We had a, a beautiful weekend together. Part two of the weekend, we went down to one of the best restaurants in New York. We went to Blue Hill at Stone Barns, where we had a a wonderful uh, multi-course dinner, uh, bottles of wine, uh, and the absolute best service. We love food, restaurants, dining, and to be in a magical place like that uh, was a a great way for us to celebrate. Uh, And part three, and an important part for Holly and me, was incorporating family. So when we got back to Brooklyn after our weekend away, we were surprised in our apartment by Holly's whole family. Uh, Waiting for us here, they had set up streamers. Uh, They had set up a whole afternoon surprise party for us and invited our friends over. So it was really uh, a three-part engagement party. I love that so much. And I think one of the things that I loved about your story, which you didn't share, was how you had to kind of keep this this third surprise hidden from Holly because she was planning on returning to work on that Monday and you had had to clear her schedule 
to <laughs> so that she <laughs> so you're like texting or whatever the the her coworkers to make sure that she could still continue with the festivities and she had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> That's so cute. And you had also picked out some dresses that she could wear. And yeah. I feel like it's, it's like such a – and I'm just being such a girly girl. I feel like that was – that's just like the, the little detail of giving her options of what to wear because she didn't know where you were taking her. So picking out those outfits, possible outfits that she could choose from is just like so magical, I think. <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, pretty awesome. <laughs> I know. It's true. It's true. Um, well, I just love that story, and I know some people that are listening aren't engaged yet. So, I think they probably would have loved hearing that story and just be inspired of how they might hope that their significant other might incorporate some of your ideas into maybe when they're proposing. Okay, so. Fast forward a little bit more. We've you've gotten engaged now. Did you all dive into the wedding planning right away, or did you wait a little bit? Thinking back, this is also when did you just propose? This is twenty nineteen, June of twenty nineteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, did you take some time to kind of wait, or how was that? Well, I <laughs> I was so excited that the night we got engaged, we went to bed. Dan woke up the next morning and I handed him a handwritten, here's our guest list. (laughs) And I had already written out like 150 people's names of who I wanted to invite to the wedding. So I was really ready to start planning (laughs) right away. And we also knew that we wanted to get married at that time in 2020, Mm -hmm. the next year. And we really liked the idea of getting married in the spring. Um, We wanted outdoor elements definitely and Dan hates to sweat so we were thinking um, a nice cool spring wedding which as you know it turned out to be a really really hot spring wedding but a nice cool spring wedding was the way to go so for us we started planning right away because that felt not that far off you know less than a year away at that point right and then so when you started planning did you know immediately you're going to do something in upstate New York? I know your family is in Ohio. So was it easy for you all to choose a place to get married? We wanted to find a place that was convenient for both our New York friends and our Ohio family. So uh, the Finger Lakes for us was a place that was an easy drive, something achievable for both. But most important for us was also finding a place that had some significance and, and meaning to us. Uh, I went to school at Cornell and studied uh, wine. Um, I studied restaurants, hotel, and wine. And I worked at a vineyard in the Finger Lakes, which is uh, where we had our rehearsal dinner and at one of their sister properties uh, in a vineyard overlooking Seneca. That seemed to us a very special place that incorporated you know, where we come from and, and what we like, uh, food and wine. I loved it. I think it was it was just so smart, and it just made so much sense for for why you guys chose the the places that you did. Um, okay, so you knew the area that you wanted to get married, um, so that was pretty easy. And your first vendor though was not the wedding planner or the well, you would cho- you you talk to the venues, um, but who who was the first venue that you vendor that you guys were looking at? So. I don't, I really don't even remember probably from Instagram, we were looking through stuff and we came upon this flower farmer, um, flower well, Jenny Ray. 
And we were like instantly struck by these flower arrangements. And so, of course, me being like, I've been reading all these planning books. Oh, you really have to have the lead time for stuff. I was like, we have to talk to this florist because she's everything that is like important to us. And she's just outside of the Finger Lakes. She grows all of her stuff. It's all like true from her farm. And so, yeah, so we actually, the very first person we talked to was our florist. And as you know, she recommended um, you to us, but that really got us started on what was quite the the floral wedding. (laughs) (laughs) It was, which we're definitely going to get into. Before you all um, started working with me, I know she recommended you all to, to, to reach out to me, but did you all think you wanted to definitely work with a wedding planner since you definitely already had books, Holly? Yeah. Yeah, I felt like actually some of the books is what convinced us that a planner would make sense for us. We had lots of ideas, lots of ideas, as you know, but it was really about, okay, how do we pull those together and make it something cohesive? And how do we like create a really professional design for the wedding? So that was a big motivator. And I think the other piece was, especially once we started talking to the vineyard about doing the ceremony there, they don't normally do weddings. So we knew there was going to be a lot of elements that we had to build from the ground up. So it just became really important to like have someone that has seen this, done this, knows what to do, but also really cares about the design because we knew that while we had ideas, we needed someone to help us really make it a reality. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that was smart. I think some people get, and I think it's fine either way. I think it just depends on how people want to experience their wedding planning. I think you all are both professionals in your careers, your consultant, you know, Holly, you're consulting. So knowing that you want people to listen to you and you know what you're talking about, (laughs) I think helps you understand that you want someone else that, that you can ask for help with that knows what they're talking about. But, you know, other people also feel like they can do it the best themselves and they don't trust anyone else to do it, which I I appreciate as well. But yes, I definitely loved all of your priorities. We're definitely in line with my priorities as well. Okay. So now getting into your design. So like we, like we kind of already touched on, one of my favorite parts about working with both of you was your excitement for flowers, um, it being a really fun, and we had a very bright color palette and all the details that we wove into the day and your stationery. But before we started working together and really going into the design aspect, I know you'd spoken to your florist about your vision. How specific, you know, prior to us working together, were you guys on your vision for the day? Like, was it very formed or was it, you know, how, how, how was it when you guys were thinking about it? Yeah, I feel like we knew what vibe we wanted to go for. I kept saying, oh, I want it to be fun, but sophisticated. And we didn't really know how to turn that into reality, but we knew we wanted it to be fun. We knew though we wanted it to still have that sophisticated element So we had a sense of, I think, the vibe. And then we had lots of random ideas like, oh, let's do this type of food. Let's, you know, do these pieces. So I think we had a lot of the pieces in mind, but we definitely didn't have 
all of the specifics and I think most importantly, like a sense of how it would all link together. Right. I think you definitely had an idea of what your priorities were, you know, like good food and wine and sophisticated. Holly, you definitely had ideas for the color palette. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least as far as like, how does it all come together? I think that was really where we, where we, I think our partnership really shined. I absolutely loved the color palette that we came up with for your wedding. You know, I got inspiration from you, Holly, because you were definitely specific. I want grass green for the one of the wedding colors. And I worked with the florist, obviously, to think of what hues and tones the flowers would be in during that time of year to really make sure everything was cohesive with what she would be growing, but then also working with your color palette. Um, and so for our listeners who can't see the wedding, I will definitely share images of it in the show notes, but I'm going to share with them a description. So if you all are riding in the car or cleaning the kitchen. This is how we described it. So it was a modern and unique color palette of sorbets, mixed patterns, and seasonal flowers inspired by spring in the Finger Lakes. Grass green, coral, and seafoam green Green are the predominant colors. Pops of honey and peach add dimension, and accents of deep blue, blush, and light blue round out the palette and allude to the season and the, ref- and the region. Refined and contemporary, yet playful and whimsical. So in terms of color palettes, this definitely had a lot going on compared to a lot of other color palettes you probably see on Pinterest. But I think the colors all work together. And one of the things I'd love about it is because I think when people are com- are thinking about color palettes, they're not thinking of how things go together. And usually when I get inspiration for color palettes, it's things that occur together in nature naturally. So they tend to already go together nicely. But when you all saw your wedding come together on the day, you you know, we'd gone through the the many different steps of putting together the design and picking out your linens. And then you see it in person. How did you all feel? Uh, The colors were amazing and everything looked alive. Um, You know, all all the textures, all the colors came together so beautifully. Um, It was it was really more than I think we had more than we had expected. And the colors worked so well in all of our planning to go with our stationery, to go with our vintage china, that all those accents we saw mirrored throughout each of our design elements throughout the day. Yeah. And when, when we, I still remember when we walked into the reception, I mean, it was like I couldn't exactly picture what it was going to look like, but then all of a sudden it was like, oh, this is exactly what I exactly well, like what we dreamed of without really knowing what it was going to look like. And there's this awesome picture of my mom and I both just being like, ah, like in the empty room, so excited seeing it because it really was like, yeah, it, it was alive and you really can't you knew it was going to come together, but like to actually see it and all of the details and everywhere you looked, there was something else to look at was, that was one of my favorite moments of the whole day. I know. I, I always <laughs> love that. <laughs> I always love that part too, because I think it's, you, you do spend a lot of time thinking about it and, you know, picking out different items, but then when it actually comes together and somehow it gets translated from your brain onto paper and then in, in person in, in 
in living color or whatever, it just kind of blows your mind. I remember talking to one of your guests, and I don't remember which one it was. I think they were in your wedding party, but they said that the wedding felt very, very you. They're like, this is so Holly and Dan, almost to the point that they were like, it was too many flowers or it was like too many colors a little bit. But I was like, but it was, it was beautiful. I thought it was gorgeous. But they just said like, it was, it felt very you, like both of you for the the choice in the colors. It was just like a riot of color. Um, and I think that's probably because a lot of people are more on the reserved side when it comes to color or patterns and texture in the design. Um, but your wedding design and color palette was, was I, th- I think, more different because it was leaning into your love of flowers, both, you know, with Dan's floral shirts, which I just thought was so much fun to incorporate, you know, because you both love flowers. It wasn't just because like Holly liked flowers. It was because Dan also loves wearing flowers. Um, and I think that what made it more unique and unexpected, which is why I think it stands out in the memories of guests, because we were able to lean into those aspects of both of you. Yeah, for sure. And I think part of it for us was, I feel like we always came at it from like, what's the most awesome party we can throw? And I feel like at least I was a little less concerned about, oh, it has to live up to these standards of what a wedding is. And more about like what will be fun and memorable and include the things that are important to us and that represent, we do a lot of entertaining. So like our place is very colorful. You can see the wall behind us. I mean, and so it just felt like because we came at it from like a party and a party that represented us, it gave us a little more freedom to, to have more color and not be worried about that. Right. And I think that makes sense because the wedding is basically a, a glorified party. It's like you guys are hosting it. So it's in a different venue that's not your home. But you, if you're normally hosting it, what would you be doing to entertain? Like what would Dan be wearing? What would you be wearing? And then you're just upping it a whole lot. But in in essence, it's still your party and it's still your wedding. It's just a, a much fancier, bigger party. But still, it's your party. So I think that's a really great analogy, actually, or example. Um, okay. So now in addition to the stationery and the color palette, we definitely wanted to make the day feel very custom to you all. And I think we did that in a lot of different ways. Um, we had the wine tasting at the ceremony before the ceremony started. So we like the wine tasting at the vineyard. And then we served a really gourmet meal that I think we, we, you guys and I spent a lot of time thinking through what would be seasonal and fresh. and was very farm to table, which I think was very important to you all. Um, but what other details were your favorites that I think that you felt made it very special and personal to you guys? Food was definitely an element that was important for us. You know, food we put a lot of trust into Isabel and Chris Bates uh, at an FLX table and FLX catering. Uh, we know them and passionate uh, wine people and food people. And we gave them a lot of leeway in helping us think about what would be seasonal and what would be fresh in flavors for the spring. One element of control that we thought was very us. Uh, we do a lot of camping. And in the summertime, one of our favorite camping activities uh, is around a campfire late at night before bed. 
uh, we make campfire hot dogs. Uh, and a campfire hot dog sits on a Martin's potato roll with QP mayo, which is extra sour and tangy. So that's an important detail. Uh, um, chilies. Uh, we do like uh, fresh jalapeno and habanero chilies that are pickled and brined. And then we crunch Cheetos over the top. Like when you smash a bag of Cheetos and take the Cheeto dust, we put those over the top. So those are our campfire hot dogs, and our and we're famous for making those with our friends. So for us, that was a nice kind of design element. And we thought that after a full night of dancing and drinking, towards the end, before we had our last call, everyone would probably want one more bite. So we decided to, uh, we decided that an element that was very us was the campfire hot dog. And by I the way, I had Cheeto dust on my dress at the end of the night. <laughs> It was bright orange. <laughs> well, I think by that time, the photographer had left, we, right? We, right? We made sure they got a photo of them, but then then they had left before, you know, when you guys were enjoying them. Mm-hmm. And I love that, too, because I think that they, they used your recipe, right? I think they maybe toned down mm-hmm. the heat a little bit, but I, they definitely used your recipe, which I think is just so cool. Um, Holly, what were your favorites? Yeah, so... I mean, my favorite hands down was all of the vintage china that we used. And it was in all of the colors, right? We had we had the green, we had the coral, the other green, you know, the yellow, blue. And, and like what I thought was so cool about it was when you just glanced at it, it all looked cohesive. But then every single plate along the table was different. And it actually made you feel like, okay, I want to go over to this table and see what their plates look like. And it was, I don't know, I think that was the most awesome way to use the color palette and really made it interesting and kind of tied into the elements of being really interactive, being interesting, keeping people like looking around and excited about what was happening. I remember. And I remember when we were going through the design ideas, you were definitely into vintage china. And we even talked about possibly using your family's china. And then we incorporated the vintage china in the stationery. So even though it wasn't overt, we still had it kind of part of the the day even before we got to the wedding itself, which I think was a nice progression also, just the layering of the different things. One of my favorites where your Volvels, which no one knows what a Volvel is when I say it, but you guys will see them in the photos. And it's hard because you can't even capture how cool they were because it's just a photo and you really need like a video of them. But I think one of the silver linings of the pandemic was that we we had an extra year to think through what could we make that would be different and fun. And one of your guys' priorities was to make it feel progressive and experiential and having different surprises or different experiences going along throughout the day. And I try to, I spend so much time thinking like, how can we make something that is progressive? And I even like went back and forth on different ideas. And I was like an escape room thing or a scavenger hunt thing. And I was like, none of these are working. I was like, just keep thinking, Desiree. But, you know, we landed on these really cool escort cars that spun around and as they 
and you all will see them in the show notes, as they spun, they revealed different parts of the menu and the the late night snack and their table number. So I just thought that they were really fun. And I was glad I didn't have to design those because I was like, that would be like a mathematical, I don't even know, I don't even know what. <laughs> so Stoneford did an awesome job with, with those. Um, but again, I think we really spent a lot of time thinking through what your priorities were and what is fun and different and leaning into those things um, to make your wedding more unique. So I think that we just, we did an awesome job at that, not to pat ourselves on the back, but <laughs> it, it was, was awesome. fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I know for also going back to like the, the progressive experience that you all wanted to have for your, your guests, you both planned several activities for your wedding guests that were able to travel and make it. So it was more of an experience for the weekend and not just for the one or two days that were there. Can you tell our listeners more about what inspired you to do that and how you found and chose the activities that you all did? Yeah, well, we couldn't make a trip to the Finger Lakes without having some great cheese and some great wine. And rather than bring our own or stop somewhere stationary to enjoy, we decided to go to the source. So we spent one day visiting... uh, some of our local favorites. We visited Lively Run uh, Dairy Farm. It's a goat farm, uh, one of the oldest uh, oldest running family farms, uh, goat farms in the country. Makes delicious goat cheese. They made a goat cheese cheesecake. And we did is we made something that we thought was fun for, the, for families uh, and especially those with young kids. So we had two stations. You got to meet and pet goats at one station and you were in the barn and the billy goats were jumping and we had a chance to feed them. And then the other was a wine and cheese tasting, which I hosted. Uh, we brought some wines from another one of our, uh, one of our favorite wineries, Ravines up on Seneca Lake. And we did a, a, a cheese and wine pairing. And then we switched groups. Uh, one of the highlights maybe at the end was that we, some of the baby goats, uh, were out and running around amongst our group, and we got to even pick pick them up um, and feed them, which was a, a real treat. But something fun that we thought was was good for the whole family. Then we also did a, a winery visit. Uh, we visited at, at Red Newt Cellars, where Kelby and Megan took us through. Uh, literally, again, if we're following Progressive, they welcomed us at the top of their vineyard site and brought us on a walking tour throughout the vines and we had three or four different stations where a new wine was waiting for us at, at the next station. Oh, how uh, fun. So really, uh, we thought that a trip to the Finger Lakes was incomplete unless we had a chance to really uh, taste uh, taste the Finger Lakes. I think the other piece of it was everyone was traveling. So it was a destination wedding for everybody. And so we really wanted to allow people to make a weekend of it. So that was the day before. The day after the wedding, we had a brunch before everyone left. But for us, it was important that that people got to experience all of the Finger Lakes and do some of the other local things that you would be doing if you just went and visited there for a weekend versus just going to a really cool place and then just going to a wedding reception, you know, Um I well, love let's that. Let's not forget our, our boat trip. We took a cruise oh, yeah. from Hawking yeah, Glen. <laughs> we took we rented a sailboat uh, for twenty of us with our really just our wedding party uh, before the weekend ceremony started, uh, and sailed up and down Seneca Lake. Uh, 
and we brought some of our, our own favorite things to drink, including some wines and some gin and tonics. And then what was the name of the boat again? Oh, Wasn't it, was it like called like True Love? I I loved that you all planned, you know, multiple activities for your guests to get to know why you guys love the area so much. And it was, and it was, there were more unique things and not just like, let's go to these wineries or let's just go to these breweries or whatever. It was really looking at the local economy and the people that you all, you know, are the purveyors of the the food and the wine and the goats. I still need to, that is on my list. I'm like, I keep being like, guys, we need to go to this goat farm, see the baby goats. Like my children would love it. I it's I'm definitely gonna go this year. Maybe I'll go on your anniversary. I'll be like, remember you guys and yeah. I'll take the kids. Um but yeah I love I just love that. We we had two we had two elements I think that we really enjoyed. One is that when we arrived it was just our families on a Thursday night. And each day, progressively, more people joined our party. So our first day was on the sailboat. It was just our family, 20 people. And we went out to dinner together afterwards. The next day, our the rest of our wedding party started to arrive. Uh, the next day, we had our, our, our beautiful wedding uh, where all of our friends and family came. So for us, that progression allowed us to spend close, close time with our friends and family and a time to enjoy conversations and meeting with everyone who came so that on the day of our wedding, we were really able to enjoy it. And we didn't feel like we, we missed any opportunities to say hello to the people who came, came to visit. Right. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think I, one of the people said, you know, by the end of the weekend, everyone knew each other almost because they'd been able to spend time getting to know each other too, which I think is a really nice aspect of the wedding itself too. Um, Holly, I also loved the song that you picked for your first dance with your, well, your, not first dance, for your dance with your dad. And now that it's like so sad, it's like so, so funny i think now that i'm a parent i cry a lot during the parent dances and during during your wedding and even like before before the weddings start i always picture the songs in my head i have it in the script and i listen to them to make sure you know like i know how the flow is going to go and i i kind of rehearse everything in my mind but i think you picked a probably a more unique song for the father daughter dance and but l- knowing the story behind it i still like started crying during the wedding and then i had to turn away and like blot my face so i was like desert you're still working just just get <laughs> be professional <laughs> but do you mind sharing with us the song that you picked and the story behind it yeah so the song was sweet child of mine by guns and roses and that song my dad's very into like classic rock music. And that song came out a month or two right around when I was born. And so he always said when I was a baby, he would like walk around with me while that song was playing. And he would sing that song to me, Sweet Child of Mine, um, as a baby. And so I feel like in some ways he kind of picked that song. Like my dad's Mm -hmm. usually pretty go with the flow. But he was like, oh, no, that's like, that's the song that we're going to dance to. Right. And it was really sweet. Although the funny part was for me, when we were dancing, he started singing it again. Like, he used to, 
when I was a baby. And so he was just singing it, having so much fun enjoying himself. Everyone, including you and my mom and my sisters were all crying, but I could not stop laughing because he was just singing it and jamming to that song. But it was really cool because obviously it was, you know, an important memory from him for him, but also like I thought the lyrics really worked actually for a father-daughter dance too in, in kind of a unique way. It did. And I I mean, I'm like tearing up right now thinking you, I'm like, that's right. Just <laughs> But it was it was really sweet, and I think that's why, again, it was a unique choice, I think, because I don't think many people would think, uh, you know, a classic rock song that's very upbeat and not really a slow, sentimental – but the lyrics, I think, definitely did work. So I think that was a really, really nice choice. Um, so, yeah. And then Dan, during the profe- processional, I think, like, that's one of my favorite memories is during the ceremony when you come out – um, and you kind of waved to everyone. I think everyone started clapping and then you were waving to people as you were walking down. It was kind of a long walk um, down the, you know, coming down the hill at the vineyard. And I think a lot of grooms are really stiff during that part of the ceremony because they're all about the business and they're, you know, focusing on moving forward and not tripping and they don't want to mess up and they may be nervous. And I love that you let your personality shine and you smiled and you waved and you kind of hammed it up. And did you plan that or practice that or did you just kind of like go with it? Dan has something to confess to you. You probably know this, Heather, eh? <laughs> what? Well, uh, the, uh, the pageant wave was not really my idea. During our rehearsal, uh, Holly's, Holly's godmother uh, – bet me $50 that I wouldn't give a pageant wave when I walked down the aisle. <laughs> That's and hilarious. Knowing, and knowing that Holly wouldn't see me and that I would get a, <laughs> that I would get a good laugh and clap out of the crowd. Uh, I looked at Marcy and Marcy looked at me and then I gave my pageant wave. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hilarious. After the ceremony, he said, I, I did it. And I said, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> He did. <laughs> but I think like I think it broke the ice a little bit, you know, because it it, it is a, a serious moment. The groom is walking down, you know, we're playing and you chose more traditional songs. There was um I can't remember what it was. It was more like the traditional horns or trumpet voluntary or something like that. It was, you know, so it was on the more formal side, but I think I think that's hilarious that you did it because it's just your personality. So, but that's funny. <laughs> you that, didn't even that plan matches, it. That matches our style, right? Right. Uh, it does. Sophisticated and fun. <laughs> exactly. Sophisticated and yet still fun. Um, okay. So now I'm going to transition a little bit and talk about the pandemic because I think you you can't talk about a 2021 wedding and not touch on that, that topic at least a little bit. So when we were, it was the spring of 2020 and we we're trying to decide with very little information what to do, but whether or not to postpone. Um, do you remember what you were thinking and what it was like and then how we had to make that decision? Yeah, I I actually remember a really specific um, day or evening. We were walking in Prospect Park near our apartment because that was the only thing you could do was walk <laughs> right. outside. That was the only activity. And we started talking about different scenarios. Okay, 
what if this happened? Would we still have the wedding? What if this happens? Would we still have the wedding in this way? And would you be happy if it was just this or only, okay, if only 25 people could attend? And so we started talking about all of these different scenarios and what we would do. And I think for a while, both of us knew we probably were going to postpone it. But at least, I don't know about you, but at least for me, I couldn't really say it out loud for a while. Like I would talk to my mom about it and I would even say like, yeah, I know that's probably where it's going because our parents really wanted to know what was going to (laughs) happen. But I just wasn't ready to say it and make it real. Um, So that was, I mean, that was definitely difficult for us. But I remember this very specific. We kept going through what if, what if, what if. And we just felt like we weren't really willing to give up some of the pieces of the wedding that we wouldn't have been able to do in 2020. We also weren't in a rush. There was no need. There was no need or timeline for us. And we decided that we would take the additional year. We would spend the, the additional time planning. If anything, we were going to have more fun one year later. And really, for us, it was most important to be able to celebrate with all of our friends and family. And that really gave us the confidence uh, that it was the right decision for us to wait. Yeah, I remember it was, and we kept talking about whether or not to postpone and how long would this be going on? I remember, Holly, you had people in your circle in your industry that were, you know, predicting like how long the, a pandemic would last and different things. And we were taking into account a lot of different things. So it was definitely challenging, but I think the silver lining is that, you know, we, we liked each other. So we got, we got another mm-hmm. year to plan a, a really awesome party. And I think the nice thing was that at that point, I, we had time on our side because we could, you guys could take a break and, and go, you know, you know, not have to worry about the wedding planning for a while because we just really didn't know what what could change or if things would change. And I think that right now, at least, I find that that's the opposite for a lot of couples because they know because of the backlog, because a lot of people postponed, they're feeling that it's like a race to get married as soon as possible or book a lot of the vendors as soon as possible. But I think being okay with a little bit of a wait just to make sure that you're able to have the celebration that you are picturing and are hoping for not and not saying like I think the people that had their wedding in 2020 if it was only 50 people I think they still had a really good time too because I think it's you're having to weigh different priorities but we definitely had a specific vision that we wanted for the day and making sure that that wasn't compromised if possible I think was important in hindsight do you feel like it was the best decision and was it ever, did you ever have a point where you were worried that you didn't make the right decision or was it always like once we'd made the decision, was it very easy for you? I think once we made the decision, it was, it was pretty easy to look ahead to doing the wedding in 2021 for us as you, you know, as we've been talking about, having our friends and family there was so, so important to us. And we kind of saw the wedding as like a celebration of us, certainly as a couple, but of like all the people that have really made us into who we are, who introduced us, who we grew up with. And so 
we never regretted it because it enabled us to have those people there and to celebrate with them, which for us was was the top priority. It was good to be married, but the top priority right. was really just like a day of of celebrating with everyone and and celebrating their love for us and our love for them too. Yeah, I think a lot of couples feel that way too when they are planning their wedding. At least the ones that I work with, they it not only is it a celebration of you of you all and your relationship and your love, but it's kind of a thank you to all the people that helped you get to where you are today, that formed your personalities, that supported you through school and, you know, all of these different points in your life. So not being able to say that thanks to those people, I think would have been really hard. So, so yeah, I I think that it makes a lot of sense. Um, And I remember... (laughs) Like when your wedding, your original date came, I was like, please let it be raining. Please let it be pouring. And I was like, look, I sent you guys a photo of the rain over Canandaigua Lake, which wasn't over Seneca Lake, but I was like, it's pouring here. So yay that we postponed it to another year. There was a tornado watch, I think, on Seneca Lake that day. Yes. Yes. It was. (laughs) Exactly. It it just, and then it was super, super hot, which we didn't plan for. But (laughs) that's for another day, another interview. Um, Okay. So, one question, you know, now that we're going to start wrapping up, um, one question I want to ask was so, Holly, you took Dan's last name. Was that an easy decision or what did you have to think about it a lot or was it really easy for you? I think it was kind of a non-decision. Like I don't feel like we really discussed it that much. I had always kind of thought that I would do that when I got married. I like the idea of us being the Feldmans and being, you know, a unit and when we have kids someday, everyone having the same last name. So I feel like for us, we never really discussed it too much. And it was almost a non-decision, almost a given, Mm -hmm. something I'd always kind of imagined being the case. It's definitely weird in real life. Like it's so hard to introduce myself with a different last name, but it was a pretty easy decision. Yeah, I think – like it's funny to me now because I've been, you know, I've been married for twelve years, and I can't like thinking of my maiden name. I know it's, I can say it, but it's just not like it doesn't feel like me anymore. Which you know, in the beginning, it was really hard to kind of let go of that part of me. But but now I'm like, yeah, it's it's Adams. It's it's always been Adams for as long as you know, like forever. Um, but yeah, I always think it's interesting to hear like what people how people go about that decision. Um, so if you could go back and do anything differently, is there anything you would do differently or no? It's a good question. Honestly, maybe because we were so happy and we loved all the experience, I think we took the journey for what it was. And for every challenge, we, we you know, for every lemon, we made lemonade. Uh, we had a, a wonderful experience. I don't think looking back that I, I would have changed anything. Yeah, it's almost impossible to say. I mean, it was it was perfect just for what it was. So, yeah, I don't think there's really much we would change. Even even a silver lining, you know, our additional year allowed us more time to meet with our vendors. Uh, 
I think going through struggle together kind of made us feel like we had a community. Uh, we felt like you were our head coach and we had <laughs> the best starting team. Uh, we had we had all stars uh, at every level. Each one of our vendors were absolutely the best in what they do. And as we got closer to the date, you know, we were able to share a lot of experience. We found out that we had friends and common connections um, and all that for us uh, became more and more special kind of as 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 the planning went on. And honestly, we got to enjoy we enjoyed the planning process so much that honestly, we had one more year of enjoyment uh, to continue planning. Yeah, I think for the couples that and the vendor teams that have had, you know, the the additional year, I think the the weddings just feel really special because not like the other weddings don't feel special, guys. You're all special. But, you know, when you go through the pandemic and you go through these trials and tribulations and you're working together, you know, it, it becomes more of a, a bond for sure. Um, and I think it's it's always hard and bittersweet for me to say goodbye at the end of the night. But I think after working together for two years, it just becomes even harder. Um, so with that, if you could give our listeners one piece of advice when it comes to either wedding planning or something related to planning or how you think they should experience the day, is there anything that you wanted to share or you could share with our listeners? Uh, you know, I maybe touching on the same points, I think for any any challenge, any anything you can do to be flexible or creative to adapt to the scenario. Ultimately, if you're able to adopt it and accept it, uh, it's better. You know, for us, when we came through um, to 2021, we chose to go on a different day. Our wedding originally was on a Saturday and we moved it to a Sunday. And for us, that was an important part that our vendors asked as so many wedding dates were getting filled up and they said it, it would be a huge help. And for us, we used it to our advantage. It meant that a Sunday wedding meant that we could have events Thursday, Friday, and Saturday leading up to a Sunday wedding. So we used that challenge and, and in fact, found a way to make it work for us and gave us more opportunity and a longer way to plan. Uh, so for us, it was, it was kind of a mindset. And ultimately, it allowed us more time to spend with family and friends escalating, as we said, in kind of a progressive fashion. Yeah, I think for me, the the biggest piece of advice I actually received from one of Dan's coworkers the day before the wedding, and they said, they said, okay, you spent all this time planning, like preparing for this whole weekend. They're like, now you're on the train and like, just ride the train. And I think that really helped me because I'm such a planner and I love anticipating things and thinking about how things are going to go. But on the day of the wedding, I really tried to just be really present. And I, you know, I didn't have my phone. I didn't have to worry about making any decisions, anything like that. And just being present. And I think something that, you know, was important to us and that you helped us with was making sure we could actually participate in everything on that day, um, being at the cocktail hour and getting to dance and making sure we got to eat all of the food and, and try the drinks and like getting to actually have the experience of the party that we planned 
it was like, it was good to just like get on the train, enjoy it, be there, be present. Um, and there was nothing at that point that you could do really to change anything or to, you know, do any more besides just like show up and enjoy it. So I think that would be my piece of advice would be like, even for people who love planning, like I do, once you're there, just let it go. <laughs> I and think that's great. Desiree, we, we have to thank you. You know, we couldn't have done it. Honestly, none of this, we wouldn't have been able to enjoy the same experience. Um, we knew that in all of our time talking and planning together that you understood our vision. And so we felt comfortable giving you, you know, giving you control. And, and we thank you for bringing all those experiences to us. You know, when we were chatting, uh, chatting people up at the cocktail hour, you pulled us aside and had prepared a full plate of all the bites and appetizers for us to taste and samples of each of the, each of the cocktails. Uh, you knew just at the right moments when to pull us in so that we didn't lean in too heavy to one experience and miss, miss something else. So thank you. Oh my God, guys, I was, I, I really appreciate that. That's really kind of you. I, that is one of the things that I love about my job the most because it is very important for me that you all are able to be present in the day that, cause I know when I'm, I'm, when I'm hosting, you're always the one that's getting the food, and, and but then you're not able to actually relax and be with the guests, and then it's over. And then you're like, well, I missed the party, and that's not a good feeling. So I, it's really important for me that you all are able to be present as much as possible. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm glad. And it's true because I think when you hire someone to be a planner, they're really acting as your emissary. So having them taking the time to get to know your priorities and also what you would do if a situation arose so I don't have to come bother you with like, hey, X, Y, or Z happened. What do you want to do? You know, I can just make the decision for you. And you all feeling comfortable in letting me do that um, is very, very important so that you can actually enjoy the day. So, oh, I miss you guys. (laughs) Let's do it again. <laughs> I know, I know. We'll do like a vow renewal, right? We'll, yes. I'll help. I'll help you guys plan something. We'll come back up here. Um, well, it, Dan, Holly and Dan, it was so nice getting back together and talking to you guys. I really love this conversation. I think I think our listeners are really going to enjoy hearing all the different aspects of the the day that you all put together to really personalize it and make it a very special experience for your friends and family. So I really appreciate you all taking the time to be with me here tonight and to to chat with our listeners. So thank you very, very much. Well, I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. In order to truly appreciate Holly and Dan's beautiful wedding, I'm going to make sure we include some of their images from their wedding design and, of course, their wedding photos in the show notes, which can be found at verveventco.com forward slash 55. A lot of couples shy away from incorporating color and patterns into their wedding design, and Holly and Dan's wedding was truly so unique and special to them because you're able to pick up patterns and elements that match their personalities, but in a fun and elevated way. So I hope that you consider incorporating color into your wedding after listening to our conversation. Holly really wanted her favorite color, grass green, as part of the wedding design, and Dan loves wearing floral printed shirts. Some of them are Hawaiian 
shirts. Some of them are just normal flower printed shirts. But we really leaned into those aspects and also the Sunday wedding and really made it a wedding experience for their guests, which made the whole wedding weekend much more enjoyable and fun for everyone attending. After listening to our conversation, I hope you picked up some great ideas about how you can make your wedding more unique and memorable to your guests from our conversation. If you have any follow-up questions regarding anything we talked about, make sure you drop them in your review on Apple Podcasts, and I will make sure to address them in an upcoming episode. Speaking of reviews, today's listener review is from Michelle Yee, and Michelle writes, love, exclamation point, five stars. Love listening to this podcast on my drive to work. It's the perfect way to get some wedding planning in during my busy days. Smiley face. Thank you so much, Michelle, for leaving that really sweet review. I also love listening to podcasts during my commutes. Usually I'm driving out to site visits at different venues or at meetings with vendors. And I so appreciate you joining me when you're in the car. Maybe you're in the subway. I don't really know where you're doing your commute. I don't know where you guys are listening to the podcast. Actually, I would love to know this. But anyways, I really appreciate you leaving your review. Anyways, I hope you all that are listening enjoyed today's episode. Please make sure you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't have any questions or suggestions for upcoming guests, just leave me your favorite emojis. I love emojis. I'd also leave gifts if I could, since they're my favorite. Um, but I don't think Apple Podcasts lets you leave gifts. But anyways, I always drop like Shit's Creek gifts if I whenever I can. Um, but since we can't do that, drop me your favorite cocktail emojis, some champagne glasses, maybe an engagement ring, whatever you like. Also, leave your IG handle so I can follow you back. April is going to be the last month for season two, as we're going to take a hiatus during the summer months when we are producing our weddings. But I'm going to be giving away some of my favorite things in April and May um, for the podcast to my listeners. So there'll be Amazon, Target, or Starbucks gift cards. I love Target. I always spend more money there than I ever intended. So I always appreciate a Target gift card. Same thing with Amazon. But you guys are probably the same with me. Next week, we will be back with Katie Wadhams, who is the owner of Lovely Bride. Um, it's one of the, she's an owner of a Lovely Bride salon. And we're going to be talking about wedding fashion, which is one of my favorite topics. Thank you all so, so much for joining me today. It really means the world to me to have you listening and subscribing to the podcast. Our listenership is growing every single week. I check my stats all of the time, almost daily. I check our reviews all of the time. So I really, really appreciate you guys joining me every week and subscribing and just being part of our community. Like I said, I would love to hear from you. So make sure you're following the podcast on Instagram at Ask the Planner Podcast or on TikTok at Verve Event Co. That is it for today's episode. Have a wonderful, wonderful week and I will talk to you all very soon. Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you. 